0: Hi there, welcome to Boost Your EQ. This is the podcast where I teach the most important expert psychology skills you can learn to build abundant, thriving relationships with yourself and with the people around you. I'm your host, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor in New York and Massachusetts. We're now in season two, Episode 1. So the first episode in this season is called Meditation Mindfulness, A 5-Step Guide to Beginner's Meditation. In this episode, I'm going to discuss meditation mindfulness and why it's a skill that will give you lifelong superpowers. My goal with this episode is that you'll go away with an appreciation of why meditation can become one of your superpowers and a five-step guide to meditation so that you can know how to get started with a daily routine. I'm also going to discuss how I learned how to meditate when I was 20 years old and failed and then how I picked it back up again at 28 during graduate school and now how I use it to become a really effective tennis organizer. I use it regularly at work while playing tennis, while walking around on a golf course, while walking in the woods, while sitting in my house, literally anytime I want and as long as I want. So keep in mind meditation is a daily active process and just like every topic in this podcast, it's a skill and we have to practice it. So it's kind of hard to start, but because I know meditation works in the long run, 20, 30, 40 years from now, and why it will improve the quality of your life i'm here to help you get practicing so let's get started so if you want to be a healthy boss organizer partner okay well healthy everything you must learn meditation and hopefully be convinced that it will boost your quality of life meditation helps you build your emotional iq and your self-awareness which you know by now, plays a huge role in our personal and professional success. So there's a list of wildly successful entrepreneurs who swear by daily meditation. Some of the ones you may have heard of are Ariana Huffington, Jerry Seinfeld, Russell Simmons, and Oprah Winfrey. As mentioned, the list goes on and on, but the message is clear that meditation is one of the success formulas worth following. And here's why. So meditation will help you listen, observe, and have the ability to feel gratitude at any moment of the day simply by tuning out your monkey mind. So, you know, that internal chatter that's just running all day long. Um, It's, you know, if you're a chronic overthinker, and you know who you are, if you're a chronic overthinker and you can't turn off your thoughts, and your thoughts are exhausting, well then, meditation is one of the most effective skills you can start practicing. Now, I believe meditation mindfulness has made the biggest difference in the quality of my life experience. And hopefully, it may very well become one of your favorite superpowers also. It's really quite fun and exciting once you get super good at turning off your internal chatter and focusing on the world around you. This means that you can start enjoying your day to day, anytime, all the time. How and when you meditate is decided by you. So meditation is a silent internal process where you focus your attention on only one thing at a time. And so it doesn't matter what you focus your attention on, Only that all the other stimulus are screened out so if you have sort of this internal running dialogue at all times of the day this produces anxiety and anxiety produces all kinds of behaviors and it prevents us from listening and observing and enjoying our day well there's a way to screen it out through meditation and so the benefit is that you'll feel a decrease in stress and improved ability to cope and just a general overall feeling of well-being. I briefly touched on meditation in Episode 2, Season 1, called 10 Self-Esteem Boosters. And if you listen to Episode 2, you might recall that self-esteem booster number 8 is meditate. I'm going to break this down and talk about how to meditate in just a moment. But before that, I'm going to tell you a little story about me. So when I was 20 years old, I lived on a street called Rhode Island in the college town of Lawrence, Kansas. That is Kansas, home of the KU Jayhawks, the NCAA basketball team. Well, if you've ever been to Lawrence, you'll know that most people fall in love with this small college town. It's so quaint, it's so beautiful. So I lived in a house built in 1862 on a street that had brick roads. Yes, it really did, brick roads in Kansas in a town called Lawrence. Anyhow, I have no idea how, but one day when I was walking around my neighborhood, I found out there was a Zen monastery, literally three blocks from me. Now, today I know it as the Kansas Zen Center, but when I was 20 years old, it was this magical, mystical place that I had never heard of I didn't know anything about Zen or meditation when I was 20 years old and I don't remember how but I do remember one day I found myself in the Kansas Zen Center and we were in a huge room it was actually very beautiful and it had wood paneling like new wood paneling all along the walls and then just big windows with you know a babbling brook looking onto a babbling brook. And I remember at the time I went to go sit with one of the Zen masters. I actually don't even know what they're called, but I went to sit with him and he asked me if I knew how to clear my mind and how to meditate. And I said, no, I did not know how. And I remember he gave me some instructions. And what I did is I went home and I sat at the wall in my, you know, in my house, Room I lived in this old 1864 house and I literally cleared space on my wall and I just stared at it and tried to meditate and I actually I recall that I did not do a good job like it just I didn't know how it didn't work um but I do remember trying it and I tried it several times and I would just stare at this blank space on my wall um just sit in sort of like um a zen pose and try to clear my mind. So that was my first experience with meditation, and it's funny now, looking back on it, just how mystical and magical it was, but I don't know why I was determined to try it. But I did, and fast forward eight years later, when I was 28, I became reacquainted with meditation again in graduate school. And in graduate school, I went to meditation support groups where you just sit around in a big circle at the Arkansas Yoga Center. So that's where I did my graduate school. So eight years later, I did it again in a college town. And then again, years later, when I lived in New York, I went to the New York Insight Meditation Center. That is near Madison Square Park. It's just a beautiful building. There, and they have classes on meditation mindfulness so again I did meditation in New York and of course through yoga classes and then once again in Boston I was reacquainted with the mindfulness based stress reduction clinic and that's run out of UMass by John Kabat-Zinn so that's a little trip down my memory lane but The point is that meditation has helped me build my emotional IQ and my self-awareness. So this does play a huge role in our personal and professional success. And how? Well, if you think of your brain, um, you know, there's different neural pathways. And so in your neural pathways, if that can lead to automatic thinking. And so some of you know, your automatic thoughts can tend to be very negative or sort of depressive or just critical or just overthinking and focus on all the stuff that is just not helping. So it becomes a negative loop. And as most high functioning, you know, overthinkers, um, you know that it can kind of get in the way with how you interact with the world. And so it also becomes hard to connect it with how you feel in your body. And so meditation mindfulness connects our body in the moment with how we're thinking about the world around us. So this helps our career and relationships because if we're able to be in the moment, you know, be mindful, we can listen better. We can observe our surroundings and notice what is going on around us. And it also helps us notice how we feel and how we present to people. So that alone, meditation mindfulness alone is an incredible leadership skill and I would say superpower that many people I see don't even know how to do, they simply just don't know how to practice it. And again, in my experience, the some of the best bosses and managers and leaders that I've seen do know how to practice meditation and they practice it regularly in their day um, with how they communicate with people and how they interact with, you know, their daily life. And they do tend to seem, you know, to enjoy their lives more. So, how do you practice meditation mindfulness? The obvious choice is yoga. There's also support groups for meditation. There are Tai Chi and other Eastern practices that help you teach you mindfulness. And in the Western world, we have MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And again, these were pioneered by John Kabat-Zinn, Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, and run out of currently as far as I know, there's pl- there's probably many in California and all over the country. Um, some of the ones that I know people who have gone to are run from the UMass Medical School. And those are courses that you can take. So in therapy, mindfulness has been around for a while as well. So DBT, Dialectical Behavior Therapy, uh, takes a lot from mindful meditation. Um, DBT talks a lot about how you can radically accept your um, emotional state of being. I also do a lot from DBT and I use an emotional regulation worksheet and it's called mindfulness of your current emotional state, your current emotion, and letting go of emotional suffering. So DBT offers a lot that is rooted in mindfulness and there are other apps like Insight Timer and Calm. And there's tons and tons of YouTube videos on mindfulness. There are also things like um, grounding. I'm sure you've heard of grounding, the five things you can see, four you can hear, three you can touch, etc. And there's also um, mental imagery and brief progressive relaxation. So there's tons of exercises that you can do for relaxation that build into mindfulness. For the purposes of this episode I'm just going to run through the five steps for meditation just so you can get an overall idea and even if you have meditated like myself um, you know I've practiced meditation for almost 15 years and I still did not really know what I was supposed to be doing um, so I found this very interesting for myself as well so step one is preparation, so determining your posture. So step number one, you wanna find a quiet place to meditate. You wanna practice daily, um, you know, at the same time each day for at least five minutes. So if I'm choosing to sit in a comfortable sitting position, I'm going to sit with my back straight and remain alert. So I'm not going to sleep, I'm in the moment. And you wanna be comfortable and wear clothing that fits loosely, And be in an environment that doesn't have a lot of distractions So if your clothes are tight that's gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna be thinking about that the whole time So step number one is to get comfortable and determine you know where you're going to practice meditation Step number two is breathing So you want to close your eyes and focus on the sensations that you're experiencing with your eyes closed you can take several deep cleansing breaths and notice the quality of your breathing. If you're like me, I can go days without breathing. Like I literally forget to breathe. And so you do want to pay attention to where the breath is in your body and how it feels. And you can breathe deeply into your stomach. And um, when you exhale, you can kind of contract. And I'm not going to get into how to breathe because there's a lot of videos on that. But anyhow, what you want to do is be focused on how you feel and how the breathing feels. Step number three is centering. So there are focal points in your body that kind of enhance certain abilities when you're focused on them. So, you know, the middle of the chest is your heart center. And then your stomach, your belly button, is the power center. And there are other focal points, um, but if you concentrate on your heart, Center in your chest that kind of increases your compassion and helps you focus on being at one with the universe and So, you know, there's a lot to say about all these different Centaurs and what you can focus on but anyhow the chest and your heart is sort of the easiest one to focus on step number four is visualization and imagery and visualization creates mental imagery that can consciously train your body to relax and ignore stress. So, you know, the chatter of stress, like, oh, I need to do this, oh, I gotta get up in the morning, and if I don't, you know, cook my food the day before, I'm not gonna have lunch, that kind of thing. And, you know, am I gonna get paid enough? Okay, you know, to pay my bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can see that we're all stressed out. Um, so visualization helps us ignore that chatter, that day-to-day chatter. There's a lot of visualization. So again, I'm not gonna go into that, but it has been used to improve athletic performance and it helps you, you know, work on self-development and self-exploration. So funny thing is Andreas Andrescu, oh my gosh, I can't remember her first name, but anyhow. Um, Andrescu, the Canadian US Open tennis player, she is like 19 years old and she won the US Open and she does claim to meditate. So I thought that was incredible because her poise and her like um, determination was just so focused. Um, So hey, if she's meditating um, as a 19 year old, You can definitely meditate as well, and it will contribute to your athletic or your career performance. So, step number four visualization. So, to fully experience um, the sensations associated with like different images, you want to kind of focus on different things. You can focus on like radiating physical health, that is, just sitting, you know, in your comfortable position from your breathing, you know, from your. Your stomach but coming out through your heart and just kind of radiating like physical health you can focus on like a forest or visualize a mountain or you know when I go to surgery or I have some sort of dentist appointment I visualize swimming like swimming in um, a river and I'll just like kind of chant that so you want to visualize something that was a pleasant experience or a happy time in your life, and you want to relive it um, and then focus on that. So you can also focus on visualizations that symbolize what you're looking for in your life. Um, oh my gosh, I've actually never done that. Uh, so this is something I'm going to try. I actually have never visualized forward what I want in my life. Hmm. Okay, I just learned something. I'm gonna have to do that (laughs) So anyhow step five Um, so step five is about chanting something so like focusing your meditation on certain words or phrases and Again, you could get all into this. Um, I know yoga books have a lot of like amazing affirmations one of the most popular um, people that has books on affirmations is Louise Hay And most of us know Louise Hay because she's like the guru of affirmations. But anyhow, she has affirmations in her books and on her website, louisehay.com. And there are things like, you know, I'm an open channel for creative ideas, or abundance flows freely through me, or I'm worth loving, there's love all around me, or every experience I have is perfect for my growth. You know, there's so many different types of affirmations. So, you know, if I'm getting in my comfortable position, step two, I'm focusing on my breathing. Step three, I'm centering on my heart. Step four, I am visualizing, you know, a pleasant experience like, um, you know, a forest or a mountain, lake, or a river. And then step number five, I'm sort of repeating this um like affirmation. For example, like I can, say abundance flows freely through me um so things like that um any sort of meditation or affirmation is done by repeating the word or phrase so you know abundance flows freely through me abundance flows freely through me and you know probably just saying that a few times but anyhow um so that is the short version of the five steps to begin meditation. There, again, as I mentioned, every yoga class does meditation. You can go to meditation support groups. Um, There's a lot of ways to learn meditation. There are definitely meditation retreats and like healing and wellness spas that do meditation. And of course, courses through places like the UMass, Medical Center has courses on meditation mindfulness. And, um, yeah, so many, many ways to learn meditation mindfulness. So that's it for today. This is the end of season two, episode one on meditation mindfulness. Thank you for being here with me today. We went through a five-step guide to beginner's meditation, and I hope you came away from this episode excited about mindfulness and convinced that it can make the biggest difference in the quality of your whole life experience. Maybe it will also become one of your favorite superpowers. And as I've mentioned, it is very fun and exciting to get good at turning off our internal chatter, and focusing on this big, beautiful world around us. If we can build that daily mindfulness, we can build in more abundance, more thriving, and more joy in the things we do every day. Next podcast is how to get the most out of your day. But in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at WellBeToGo, at WellBeToGo.com, and at BoostYourEQ, to sign up for my email list. As always, take care, friends, and have a great week. See you next time.